2: And well,
1: and well, the is the key, is the key. Get used to it. Oh, yeah.
0: Before this, even the blood in the church, I
1: forget about my friends and the dance. Hall. Giant love me up and great peace i this
0: me and dance I'll them to find. free i my friend them free free and free and and free i am free be behind the come come up down
1: grip mighty father see a project
2: Sorry about the technical difficulty uh have uh, hey, mic movie. <laughs> This is uh, Repentance of the Key. I'm the host of Brother Abaja, and today's show is in reference to one of the Ten Commandments, really the fifth one, okay, with going to honor that father and that mother. But we're going to focus on the honor that father part because in light of this uh, idolatrous holiday, so-called Father's Day that's coming up, we want to go into the scriptures and really see what that's talking about. You know, that's really, the, this is the fifth commandment that was given by God okay, the heavenly father to the children of Israel. But the people really understand what it means to honor their father according to the Bible. You know, is there a difference between the honor that the Bible speaks of and the examples of honor that we've come to embrace? And, you know, we want to take a look at some of those things and what really makes a man worthy of receiving the honor of a father. You know, is it money, social status, swagger, or something else? And most importantly, you know, we want to go into the scriptures and see, what Jesus Christ called us about honoring our father. So those are just some of the questions that we're going to seek to find the answers to out of the scriptures. So I want to start in the book of Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter, and I'm going to read in verse 16. Let's go take it all the way back to the beginning. And it says, honor thy father and thy mother, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged and that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So we see from the very beginning in the scriptures that the Lord commanded the children of Israel to honor our fathers and our mothers. So now we understand from reading, you know, throughout the Bible, or we should, some of the things that the Lord commanded our fathers and our mothers to teach. We should know and understand that our fathers and our mothers were commanded to teach us the commandments of the Heavenly Father And those were the things that were supposed to be taught to the children. But when we look at the things that are taught to us in the world today, there's a stark contrast, okay? we look at some of the things, first of all, (laughs) a a lot of us are not even fortunate enough to even know our own father, or have a father figure, let alone our own biological father, okay? You know, and for those of us that have been, you know, blessed, you have known our Father or even be in contact and have some type of relationship with him, a lot of times, you know, it's not the best relationship in the world. You know, it's, it's strange either from by distance or by circumstance or what have you. So we want to go into the scriptures and, and, you know, see if those things were, you know, even spoken about. I want to go to the book of Proverbs, and I'm going to go in chapter 30. And let's see some of the things, the Bible even mentions some of the things and the atrocities that we see with regards to the relationships of children and their fathers. This is the book of Proverbs, chapter 30, and I'm going to start at verse 11. It says, there is a generation that curses their father and does not bless their mother. So our people don't really understand what it means to honor our father and mother because the scripture says there is a generation that curses their father and does not bless their mother. Because what entails the blessings that we were supposed to receive, it was going into how the Heavenly Father was going to have mercy upon us for keeping his commandments. And those were the things that were supposed to be handed down from the fathers to the children and from the mothers to the children and things of that nature. But, you know, you look at some of the things that we're taught, it's it's a, a it's it's just, you know, a sad case in a lot of you know, in a lot of cases. So you look at people it's like, oh, I hate my daddy, or I oh, don't know my daddy, or my daddy ain't, and, you know, all these other things, and it does not bless their mother because when you have a lot of women that step in and that try to step in and play the role of the mother and the father, then the the child, we, you know, as children, sometimes we get disobedient, we get willful, and we wind up getting judged by the most high. We wind up getting judged. So let me read verse 11. It says there's a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet it's not washed from their filthiness. And when you look at the state of our children in general, just just across a broad spectrum, in their own eyes, we're pure. But the scripture says, yet are not washed from our filthiness. Because we've all grown, it's like it's an accepted thing that, oh, you know, children go through, we go through a phase where we rebel against our parents and we hate our mother, we hate our father, and this, that, and the other. And we think that we know everything and they can't tell us anything. The scripture says there's a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not watching their children. So when we don't listen to our parents, from with the uh, when they tell us things that are coming out of the scriptures, when we don't follow the instructions of our parents, when they tell us things that are right, then the Heavenly Father said that we are filthy. Okay. And he has a way of dealing with children. And that's punishment and and damnation. And that's those are the things that we don't want. But let's read verse 13. It says, there's a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. There's a generation whose teeth are as swords, and their jaw teeth as knives, to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. And that's what you see because nowadays parents have a, a very difficult time even trying to discipline their children let alone trying to teach them anything right from wrong. Okay. So it's like, you know, the the scriptures told us about these things, about how they were not going to be, you know, the parents were not going to be honest and how wicked the children, the the generation was going to be. But we can look at the scriptures and know and understand that that comes from us not following the heavenly father in Christ. Let me go to another scripture real quick because I'm saying, uh, hold on one second. I think I got someone uh, looking to call in. Okay. I don't have a call here. Call if you uh, was trying to get on. Go ahead and hit one on the switchboard so I can know that you were trying to get in. But anyway, I'm going to move on to the... Uh, I'm still in the book of Proverbs real quick. Okay. And I'm going to go to Proverbs chapter 19. And I'm going to go to verse 13. And it reads, it says, A foolish son is the calamity of his father and the contentions of a wife are continual droplets. But the part of this scripture we want to focus on is the beginning where it says a foolish son is the calamity of his father. That's not a good thing because, you see, a lot of our young men, we go out here, we want to lay around line with a bunch of women make a bunch of babies and just make bad decisions in life altogether. we shooting up each other in games and murdering each other on the street corner selling drugs or just, just being out there being rowdy. It says a foolish son is calamity to his father, meaning that calamity means that you don't have any peace. How many times do parents wake up, have to worry about where their child is in the middle of the night? And it's like, well, dang, I hope you don't get picked up by the police. I wonder if you don't get shot dead. Because we're just, the children of fools, We're not making the decisions that the Lord told us to make. Okay. We want to go out and run amok and sow our wild oats and party and do all these other things and shoot and kill each other. But that's the calamity that we bring back to our parents, and that's the shame that we bring on our parents. Because now people are looking at our parents like, okay, um, <laughs> what are you teaching your children? You see it all the time. The children show out in public, and they're looking at the parents like, hey, what in the world is going on? So, you know, the scriptures are true. let me double-check something here real quick. Okay. I just uh, got a message in the chat. I just want to make sure that everyone can hear me because I'm having some uh, technical issues here. Hold on a moment. There we go. All right. So moving right along, I want to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 14, because the Lord spoke about those things as far as establishing the order that we're supposed to have. Establishing the honor of a father, okay? Because we're going to get to those things as far as what we see in this world and the difference between what we see in the world versus what we see now. You go to the book of Matthew. And they say, oh, well, you're just reading out of the Old Testament. You need to come into the new. Okay. Let's see what the Lord established in the book of Matthew, chapter 15. And it says, Actually I'm going to start at the top of the chapter because there's something here that we have to have to look at. It says, when came Jesus, then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees which were in Jerusalem saying, "Why did our disciples transgress the tradition of the elders, for they wash not their hands when they eat bread, But he answered and said unto them, "Why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? So you know we have to really look at that. To um, You know, to see that it's not a new thing that you have people establishing their own traditions and going into the traditions of man. And hold on one second. I think I got a uh, guest calling in. Hey, it's Don. You're on with the Body of Christ Radio Network. How's it going?
1: Hey, hey. Most high in bless you, brother. How you doing?
2: Most high in bless. you. Doing nice. all right. Doing all
1: right. I hear you going over Father's Day, so I figured why not help
2: him out? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, they, they, yeah, people are saying, yeah, he's a fine one to speak on Father's Day. He doesn't even have any kids. Yeah, that that, that may be true to an extent, but we understand that the, the, what the scriptures say as far as giving us the the wisdom and understanding to establish what's right, and also about being a father unto the fatherless and being an example unto those that doesn't that don't have fathers. So, but uh, I don't know if you were um you know, if you were listening, but I was going into the book of Matthew, the 15th chapter, to read what the Lord said about establishing the honor and the authority that the parents are supposed to have. And, you know, one of the points that I was actually uh, dealing with prior to going into that, or that leads right into it, was how the scribes and the Pharisees, basically the leaders of that time, okay, they were trying to nitpick with the Lord about the disciples not washing hands, and he was like, okay, you nitpicking with me and my disciples about washing our hands, he says, and I'm going to read it again, in verse 3, he says, But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? So what we're getting ready to go into is a tradition of man, things that were set up by our own people regarding the order in the household with regards to parents and the children. Because, you know, the whole people need to understand this whole thing of, you know, the, uh, the children having power over the parents. And people saying, oh, well, you shouldn't do this, and you shouldn't discipline your parents, and this, that, and the other. That didn't just start. And and the sad part about it is a lot of our so-called leaders are guilty of perpetuating that madness. So I'm going to read on in verse 5. Well, verse I four. mean, it,
1: I'm, I'm sorry. So go ahead. Just, just to go with your the point that you're bringing out, did you see the latest article that came out today?
2: Yeah, which one?
1: Where... Um, Kreflodala is in jail for assaulting his daughter. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, dead serious. He was, um, if I can get the article, I'll read it for you because it just goes along with, with what we were, um, pretty, pretty much what you were saying about the children having that power over them. But it basically says, mega church pastor and televangelist Dollar was arrested early Friday after authorities say he slightly hurt his fifteen year old daughter in a fight at his Metro Atlanta home. So I mean I'll stop there. If you wanna go on with it later then I'll pull it up and
2: we'll read up we'll read the rest. you, you know what? Do do me a favor and I wanna hear the rest of this. If you if you are right. time to go. Please please I'll please, read it uh, in-
1: so it says Fayette County Sheriff's deputies responded to a call of domestic violence at the home in unincorporated Fayette County around 1 a.m. Investigator Brett Rowan said, The 50-year-old pastor and his daughter were arguing over whether she could go to a party when Dollar got physical with her, leaving her with superficial injuries, Rowan said. Dollar faces misdemeanor charges of simple battery and cruelty to children. He bonded. He, excuse me. He bonded out of Fayette County Jail Friday morning. Dollar, Dollar's uh-huh. lawyer, Nikki Bonner, said he's gathering information on the case and had no comment. So that that's that's the that's the bulk of the article.
2: That that's some foolishness, man. That that's that's uh, that that is utter foolishness. But oh, okay, I see that. Uh, <laughs> article got put up in the chat room there. But look at, I mean, this is relevant. Let me read, let me read this thing again. And I'm going to read straight through and then we don't, go, we don't deal with this. <laughs> it says, but he answered, I mean, the book of Matthew still, chapter 15, verse 3. But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also translate the commandment of God by your traditions? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother. And he that curses father or mother let him die to death. But ye say, whosoever shall say to his father or mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou might be profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother, he shall be excuse me, he shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your traditions. So it didn't just start. These things didn't just start. This behavior of uh, endorsing, you know, children to disobey parents and uh, and the children having rulership and authority over the parents, this didn't just start. You know, this is some new thing. This has always been going on. And you see the people that are endorsing this thing are basically people that are rendering the commandments of God of not effect by their own traditions. Okay. Because let's be clear on something. When the Lord read through, have read about the fifth commandment, what he said in verse 4, for so God commanded to say, honor thy father and thy mother. And he that cursed father and mother, let him die to death. He didn't come back and say, listen, that that child is not worthy of being punished by the Most High. Now, we know and understand that this is not an endorsement for parents to say, okay, if your child refused to quit their rooms, then you're going to take them out back and, and shoot them in the head. No. No, that the Lord didn't come to destroy men's lives. He came to save them. So before any fool... Okay, go just want to haul off and put their kids to death? No, that's wrong, and you're gonna go to jail. But what it is showing us is that the judgment of the Lord still stands, and as the scripture says, the Lord says, of "What? Dangerous is mine," meaning that the Lord is the one that's doing that rendering out that judgment now, and that's part of the reason why you see well, that is the reason why you see a lot of our kids out here dying in the streets, getting shot up, getting put to death, and all all just all manners of wickedness. Um, Kadar, what, what do you have to add in on this? Well, I'm, just, I'm sitting here talking and carrying on. but I mean, well, I mean, the
1: scripture that you, you quoted, I want to read that. And this is um, Isaiah chapter 3, verse 12. And it says, As for my people, children are their oppressors, and r- women rule over them. All my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy path. So it goes in to exactly what you were going into, how the leaders, through the different ways they've established how you're supposed to deal with your children, how they talk, you know, this whole thing about, you know, you go to the Oprah Winfrey's and people like that to say, well, you know, you're not supposed to spank your children. You give them time out. It's harmful to spank them. And you say all these different things, and the different leaders in the churches are even going into this, and politicians have done this and set this up so that now When you discipline your child, the way the scriptures tell you to do it, like it says beat them on the sides and spank them, not abuse them, it says now what? Children are their preference because if you actually do that and your children don't have the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Most High, the fear of the commandments, then they can rule over you because they can have your butt locked up for you doing your duty as a mother or a father. So is this time, you know, everybody is going to talk about Father's Day and how you're supposed to honor your father. And, you know, they just celebrated Mother's Day and talk about how you're supposed to honor your mother. The true honor of a father and the true honor of a mother is according to the scriptures, and that's not happening in this world. And I know we're going to go into that as we go on, but I just wanted to kind of put that out there so everyone understands what we're dealing with.
2: And you know what? I'm glad that you read that scripture because I'm gonna read further on where I'm at in the book of Matthew. Because I'm gonna read uh, verse seven. He says, "Be hypocrites." Well, that Isaiah prophesy you saying this? People draw nigh to me with their mouth and honor to me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. So, you read the scripture, what the Lord was referencing. And it's like, you know, it's, it's just coming to, coming out, just playing itself out. Because the things, the way that people are taught to worship the Lord is not as it's written in the scriptures. Okay, the way that people are taught to worship the Lord is by doctrines and commandments of men. The way that people are being taught to raise their children are by doctrines and commandments of men. And in like manner, the way that children are taught to respect their parents and so-called well, the lack of respect for it is through the doctrines and commandments of men. You know, cause once upon a time it was the rule was as long as you're living under my roof, <clears throat> what I say goes. It's not about well, I'm old enough to do this. or I'm old enough. You can't tell me what to do. I mean, man, listen. I, I tried that with my with my parents one time, and I found myself on the outside with the clothes on my back. I mean, it was like, listen, I think I was like, what, about 13 or 14? And, you know, my, my mom, I, I was basically bucking up against my mom. Or, you know, she was like, you know, well, I don't feel like doing this. And why I got to do this, that, and other? You know, because it's like when you they gave us chores, I just you know the scriptures say, you know, what it says about holding your children to labor and giving them chores and things like that. And as children, we don't see that those are the things that are teaching us responsibility. Those are the things that are training us to uh, have discipline, okay? Those are the things that give us structure. We can't see those things at that age. All we know is mama and daddy telling us to do some more stupid stuff. So here it is. I'm like, all right, fine. I'm, I feel like I'm big and bad enough. i talk back to my mom. She was like, okay, i tell you what. She said, basically, did you buy, did you buy those shoes on your feet? I said, No. Did you buy that shirt on the back? No. I said, well, I'm just going to run away. So, you know, you're trying to run away and you're going to take this thinking you're going to pack something. She said, you can leave, but you ain't taking nothing with you because you didn't buy none of this stuff. And, you know, long story short, <laughs> I had to humble down. And then my father came home and dealt with me because it was like, listen, we're not having that up in here. We didn't raise you like that. I don't know where you got that from, but that's not going down up in here. But that goes back to the authority because most important, the thing that people have to remember is that, you know, even with that situation, I wasn't being told to do anything contrary to the commandments. Okay. They weren't telling me to go out and shoplift, okay, a boost, and depending on what part of the country you're from, whether you're from the north or south. Okay. They weren't teaching me evil lessons as far as how to, uh, what the, uh, how to, like, um, get over on people. Okay how they call what they say in the South, how to be a flim flam. Listen, listen this is how you get by. This is how you beat the system. This is how you do it. They weren't teaching me evil lessons. They were teaching me to be responsible. And the thing is, is when I, as I got older, I had to reflect back on a lot of those things and realize, you know what? It wasn't just about them telling me to sweep the floor. You know, it wasn't just about them telling me to clean my room and make up my bed and take the trash out at a certain time. You know. And, and the punishment that I would receive if I didn't do that, because the scriptures talk about that. I think in the uh, book of Hebrews, how it says that uh, we had parents that chastised us after their own pleasure. Let me see if I can find that real quick. <clears throat> Hold on a second. And I'm looking for it too. I
1: think it's Hebrews um, 10. Actually, it's Hebrews 12 and 7. And it's talking about when you go into the scripture it's talking about how. The Lord And I'm going to start up at verse 6 and talk about how the Lord Mm -hmm. deals with us And that being an example as to how we are supposed to deal with our children Because the Lord, you know, when you go to Matthew 6 and 9 For those who grew up in the church, or maybe for those who didn't One thing that you learned out of the scriptures was the what? The Lord's Prayer And that prayer Mm -hmm. starts off with something very simple but yet profound if you look at it And it says, Our father which art in heaven So our true Father the heavenly father the father Of all taught us That he is he is our Father and the example That he sets of love and admonishment And correction and chastisement That same example Of true love of what It is to raise a child is the same example That we're supposed to follow Dealing with our children so they don't end up Wrong or dead in the street somewhere Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, it says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons, for what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? So hmm. Go ahead and take it, bro.
2: Well, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's, it's all right there. I'm going to just start back from um, the top where it says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. So that's just going to show that word chasten. That's going to show that we're going to be corrected. We're going to be disciplined. We're going to be punished, when we are doing wrong. It goes into that whole thing about how the scriptures talk about how gold is purified in the fire, so the sons that the Lord receives are purified in that fire of adversity. Meaning the Lord is going to allow us to grow, but that growth includes being chastised, that growth includes us going through certain things, and having to, what demonstrates us learning from that is the fact that we change and repent from our wicked ways.
1: So but sometimes
2: we don't get our butt with. Uh, go ahead, Ab.
1: So I'm just, and that, you know, that was the most hard, but guess what? He also gave us the same example for dealing with our children. And I'm just going to kind of bounce back to another scripture to show you that it's the same thing that he's telling us to do because he said um, he's going to chasten every son that, that he loves. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Proverbs twenty three and thirteen and fourteen says, Withhold not correction for the child. For if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. So the most high is the most high is showing us like look. So here it is, he's telling us how he deals with us in this chapter. But when we go back to Proverbs twenty three, He's showing you how we're supposed to deal with our sons. And then guess what? He's showing us the exact same example down the line. When you when we read on, I know you're breaking it down in this chapter, and as you read on, I'm going to go back and pull some other scriptures dealing with this. But then when we get to the end of this story, I'm going to tell you, when we get to the end of this scripture, I'm going to tell you a story about what it's talking about when it says you are bastards and not sons. I'm going to give you a perfect example from something that just happened at work um a couple of days ago.
2: Wow. Well so,
1: <laughs> you can go ahead with verse seven and then I'm gonna link it back up with something in Proverbs.
2: Oh. Yeah, because even just as a as a side note, you know, there was an article that was uh that happened I think it was it's uh like in Lithonia, Georgia, somewhere not too far from Atlanta, where uh a young man got shot got shot to death and at his funeral these Another young man for for uh, I, I wanna say something else. But uh they basically shot up the funeral and I think four people died or something like that. Uh, it, it was it was something crazy, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. So it's so like I know you what know. you're talking about. The
1: murder suspect. First of all, yeah. the the person that was killed killed during some kind of robbery. And the person showed up to the funeral that they thought killed the person, but he shows up to the funeral waving a gun. A fight ensues. He shoots two people, kills them at the funeral, and wounds another two. Wow. So So these are examples. That's an example of what? A child that wasn't dealing with the scriptures, wasn't raised in, that, in, in the fear of the Most High, and now he go, he's going out and his soul isn't delivered from hell. Because the things that he's doing as of right now, if he keeps on that same path, then he's going to hell, lest he what repent and learn what it is to truly serve the Lord and that's what the most high is doing for us now, but that should have started like from a child that should have started in proverbs twenty two and six when it says, "Train up a child in the way of in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So if he had learned the commandments, if he had learned of the Lord, if he truly learned what it was to honor his father and mother, then coming up, he wouldn't been he wouldn't have been involved in such criminal acts and such heinous things that he's involved with right now.
2: Uh huh. Exactly, because this goes right back to that chapter, Because it it's like when you see some of the videos and stuff on you know on the internet, people like. Well, dang, see, all of that's because they ain't getting no butt whipping when they was coming up. Somebody should have beat us behind. That's why I getting their butt beat by the cops now. <laughs> that's partially true. Because the thing is, we have to understand that the correction is not always about receiving a spanking. Okay. Just like when the Lord corrects us, He corrects us a measure. Okay, but let me go back before I get away from Hebrews. Okay. <laughs> it says, that, back in verse 6, it says, For whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth. And scourges every son whom he receives. It says, if ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? So it's going to show that the love and care that the father is supposed to have is to show his son and his daughters, okay, is to show his children that correction of the heavenly father, the same way that the heavenly father deals with us. Because verse 8, it says, but if you be without chastisement, where if all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons? It, so it's showing it, you that it's, it's, the, probably, if ahead, it's, uh, it's showing you that if we don't chastise our children, if we don't train them up in the way of the Lord, then basically we're treating them as bastards and not sons. They're not worthy of the, the blessings of the Heavenly Father. Um go ahead and say what you were gonna say. So adding on
1: to that very same point, why do they become bastards? Because it says He that, this is sorry, Proverbs 13, verse 24, he that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. So it says, he that spareth his rod hates his son. That's why someone that's without chastening is a what? Bastard, because there's no one there to deal with them, and that's a what? Hated son. But it goes on to say, but. But he that loveth him, chasteneth him. Be times. So it's letting you know the ones of the fathers of us that are true fathers, and it doesn't mean you have to have so-called biological children either. Let me say that. For these men that are out mm-hmm. here, whether you be a uncle, grandfather, brother, you don't have to be anything. You could be a. a you you don't have to have any children. You just have to mm-hmm. take interest in a child. And deal with them according to the scriptures According to what you're allowed to do Within the laws of this land too Because you can't just grab somebody's kid off the street And start beating them But like anybody that comes through my house Family members or so forth I let their parents know If they staying with me Then I get to beat them if they out of line So it's letting you know that Listen We're supposed to take these children Show them, nurture them, teach them But then when they get out of line If we love them we supposed to whoop that butt because if we uh-huh. don't, it's showing that we hate them. But the ones that truly love our sons, they're going to chasten them batons, meaning when it's still early, you're not going to wait till they're 14 and, and they're getting big like you, and then now all of a sudden you want to do the chastening that you should have done from a youth because you know how that ends up. You, it ends up with you being yep. dead, just like you had those mm-hmm. little, um, those two sisters here in Atlanta they were out of control for most yeah. of their life. Then their mom tried to start whooping them when they get older.
2: So what did they do to her? Ooh, they, they whooped knew. on her shoulder.
0: No. And, that, and
2: it started heard. over a cell phone. Mm-hmm. The, the so-called argument started over a cell phone.
1: So it, it shows so you, like, what, what you just explained in Hebrews 12 and 8, but if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. So then
2: you were going to go on to verse nine, right? Yeah, because a lot of that chastisement, you know, because you brought up the scriptures brought up the point about chastening the son betimes, meaning when they're young. See, as, as far as a lot of the stuff that we observe that people might think is cute, that stuff ain't cute. And if you don't nip that stuff in the bud and deal with it right there on the spot and correct it when you see it, okay. And establish some type of uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, some continuity. Consequence. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, the continuity as far as being consistent in how you deal and and, and setting boundaries. Because that was the thing here it is I mean, my parents aren't necessarily quote unquote in the scriptures, if you will, but there were a lot of things that you know that they did as far as you know raising me that are definitely aligned with the scriptures as far as how I was dealt with. You know, when it came to listening and doing things around the house, you know, as far as not uh, going into a whole bunch of foolishness and looking at things that's going on out in the world and say, "Uh -uh, no, you are not going to do that. Okay. I don't know whose child that is. If they come here, they're going to get the same thing. But you're not going to do that up in here. And that just goes back to where it says, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but that's why it goes back to say says, but if you be without chastisement, where all are partakers, then not ye Baptists and not sons. Because, see, those verses were just dealing with the Heavenly Father and how he deals with us. Okay? But let's read verse 9. He said,
1: furthermore. I'm sorry. Hold on one second, bro. Before you read verse 9, because I think with the points that you just brought out, this is a perfect time for the what I was going to tell you happened the other day.
2: Okay. So,
1: you all you know, you know where I work, so I won't go into the details of where I work mm-hmm. and for being disrespectful to cursing out a man that was old enough to be our father. Basically curse mm-hmm. the man out. They put,
2: out
1: they put him out of school. They put him mm-hmm. out of school. He comes back to the school with his father the next day. Mm-hmm. Now you know how you know you kept saying, well, you wouldn't do certain things in front of your parents, and you know better than to do certain things. So the father yeah. is there, he's copping a plea for this for his son. He's like, you know, let my son back into the school. The guy that he had cursed out the day before started feeling sorry for him and was even on his side. But mm-hmm. when they refused to let him back into school, he got mad, snatched the teacher's iPad out of his hand and ran out of the building and just left. Now, keep in mind, who was he there with when this happened? His, his father. father. He did this right in front of his father, disrespected a man that was old enough to be our father, disrespected his yes. own father, because what? Where is the chastisement? Where are the consequences for the things that you do? And Here it is. You did something wrong and got put out, but you have a father that's hair copping a plea for you instead of letting you deal with the consequences of your actions. So when you see Mm. things like that, then what happens? People aren't learning from that. They're not being chastened. They're not being trained up in the way they should go. As a matter of fact, they're being trained up in the way that they should not go because they're doing things and then being taught that there's no consequences for it. When we know in reality, there is a consequence
2: for every action that we do. Yep. But you know what? That goes right back to the scripture I read earlier in Proverbs 19 and 13, where it says, a foolish son is the calamity of his father. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people don't think that these scriptures are real, but their point is spot on every single time. And, you know, for people that may just be joining us, it seems like we're going over, you know, scriptures as far as how we're supposed to chasten our children you know, dealing with children and raising children. But those are the things that are honorable in the scriptures and those are the things that are the fathers, and well of the mothers, but we're dealing with the fathers, that's his responsibility. This is how the scriptures say you receive honor from the heavenly father. You know, not showing up, you know, every Christmas and Thanksgiving and some whatever holiday you want to choose and or sending $100 or so to, to the child, but you have no interest in the child. Oh, I sent him some money. But that's what the world calls honorable here it is, the child ain't seen the father in six months, a year, a long, God knows when. Oh, your daddy sent some money? Oh, okay. Because, you know, I'm going to go through a short break to go, but when we come back, we're going to deal with some of that stuff too. Because what people don't understand is that a lot of the decisions that we make as men, when we deal with women, we put ourselves in harm's way and we wind up in bad situations where, you know, Well, a lot of men, there's a lot of men out there that can't see their children, you know, for various reasons. But it all started when we as men made the decision to deal with that woman without doing it according to the scriptures. So, excuse me. So, I'm going to go to a short break, and when we come back, we're going to come back and uh, deal with another aspect of that. So, y'all hold tight.
0: The Body of Christ Church cordially invites you to listen to our show, It's Time to Awake. On this show, there will be various topics presented, examined, and explained with an emphasis on the Word of God and the doctrine of repentance through His Son, Christ. This show will air every Thursday on Blog Talk Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Romans 13 and 11, and that... Knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spit, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. We hope that you join us, and may you be edified by the word of God through Christ. Shalom. Light of Christ Church invites you to listen to all our programs on Blog Talk Radio. These programs are meant to edify the listener regarding repentance and good works according to the Holy Scriptures. The weekly program schedule is Sunday at 2 p.m., Tuesday at 8 p.m., Wednesday at 7 p.m., Friday at 7 p.m., and Saturday at 9 a.m. All Eastern Standard Time. Our Spanish broadcast is at 11:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time each Saturday at blogtalkradio.com slash ICDC Please accept our invitation to call in to our shows at 646 716 7749 Your comments or questions are eagerly encouraged whether they agree or disagree with the viewpoints expressed by those involved in the program Again, call in now please dial 646-716-7749.
2: And, and in doing that, we're also going to see, you know, what the fathers are supposed to do to receive that honor, to be, you know, deemed worthy of it. Because, you know, we, a lot of, a lot of things have been happening in the world <clears throat> that really the, the root of solving those things at its source is repentance through Christ. So I want to get back into the, uh, the whole thing of just dealing with some of the lessons that, you know, the fathers are supposed to be dealing with with the son. Because before we went to the break, I mentioned, you know, situ- in general some situations where a lot of men, they find themselves, you know, in a position to where they can't see their children, okay, whether it be because, you know, the, whether it be the mother is not allowing them to see the child or, you know, because of, let's say, emotional reasons. And what I mean by emotional reasons is like, you know, they don't have the – they they, feel they can't approach their child you know, they try to make amends for, you know, past missteps and things of that nature. But, you know, the Lord is gracious and he's the one that allows us to have the, you know, he creates those avenues and allows us to have the strength to be able to overcome those things. Um, so I want to go to the book of, I uh, think I was in Proverbs. And I started out in, I think it was the sixth chapter. Because some of the lessons that, you know, some of the, a lot of the male role models that, you know, our young men look to are not healthy. And what I mean by not healthy is that the same lessons that they teach a lot of the young men are the same lessons that, as young men in the world that they gravitate to are things that put them in harm's way of contracting sexually transmitted diseases, of fathering multiple children with multiple women, and, you know, it just winds up just being just bad all the way around for it. So I'm going to start the book of Proverbs, the sixth chapter, because these are the lessons that the fathers are supposed to be teaching the sons. And, you know, Kadar, you brought out a very good point about, listen, it's not about, you know, the biological father being there. Okay, this could be an uncle. This could be, uh, you know, a, a brother of the mother or something like that, or it could be a neighbor. You know, because I I grew up in an area where basically it was a lot of military fathers around. So they they didn't tolerate a lot of foolishness whatsoever. But, you know, I, I had basically it was reinforcement there for me. Because not only was my biological father there, but my next-door neighbor was my father. The neighbor across the street, that was my father. My best friend's father, that was my father. So I had all of these examples of, you know, men who by the world standards, you know, were good men. You know, they came home to their wives every day, for what I know, you know, and they took care of their own. And they also taught me certain things as far as, you know, listen, you know, don't go out here getting all these girls pregnant and messing around and stuff. You need to be married. But let's see if that's according to the Scriptures. I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 20. It says, My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart. And tie them about my neck, for when thou goest, it shall lead thee; when thou sleepest, it shall keep thee; and when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. So, as we're reading through the scriptures, these are the kinds of things that fathers need to be speaking about and speaking with to their sons and their daughters. Look, it says, "What, my son?" Well, let's read on. I'm gonna jump down to next um, thing. I'm gonna keep reading through. Because, like I said, uh, there are a lot of things that we gravitate towards and embrace that, uh, you know, we find ourselves in bad situations and wondering, well, dang, I got a pregnant. Or uh, Dang, I got this disease I can't get rid of. Uh, dang, now I got, you know, child support in four different states by four different women and stuff like that. And had we heeded the scriptures, we could have avoided all that. So we read on verse 23. It says, for the commandment is a lamp and the law is a light. And the reproofs of instructions are the way of life. So see, there's that reproof there again, that correction. The scriptures are what's going to correct us from going into the lust of our flesh. Those are the instructions to life, not stuff that we see in the rap video, not the stuff that we see on TV that's upheld in greatest esteem in this world. That's contrary to the scriptures. Those are instructions for hell and damnation. And you'll never have peace. But I'm going to read on because it says in verse 24 to keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Lest not after her beauty in thy heart, neither let her take thee with thy eyelids. Because we know that everyone in this world is not going to be going and following the commandments of their heavenly father. But that has nothing to do with us as individuals and what we're supposed to do on our part when it comes to following the Lord Jesus Christ. So as a, as a father, we need to be instructing our sons that, listen, there's going to be some women out here that you come across that have none of your interests, you know, none of your best interests at heart. So that's why I it says it. Keep me from the evil woman from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Why is she a strange woman? Not because you don't know her. She's strange because she's not dealing with the commandments of the Heavenly Father. And it tells you what? lust not after her beauty in thine heart showing you that as a man, you're going to be looking at this woman, and she's going to be appealing to you, depending on what that individual likes. And he says, what? Well, Neither let her take you with the eye layer going into all of these things that you see out here in the world that people lust after. But let me read verse 26. For by means of a whorish woman, a man is bought to a piece of bread, and an adulteress will hunt for the precious life. So it's going to show that, listen, when we go outside of the commandments of the Heavenly Father, we put ourselves in harm's way. Because it says, by means of a whorish woman, a man is bought to a piece of bread. So we, if you won't really want to understand why we don't have any money, listen, you out there messing with whorish women. You breaking the commandments of the Heavenly Father. Girl, you got anything you want to add? Okay. So I'm going to move on. So, I mean, it's the scriptures are clear. And it says that what? <laughs> The adulterers will hunt for the precious life Showing you that When you're doing what you're supposed to That you become a target And people like It's one of those things How people say Oh, well, she was just looking for the come up or, She's just looking for the You know, she saw you coming a mile away Or this, that, now So like, listen If you're dealing with the Heavenly Father in Christ You're going to know to Not deal with those things You're going to know to Listen I'm not dealing with that I'm dealing with the scriptures And be the example Okay yeah I like, sure. oh, before, there you go.
1: before you leave that um you said it, bro, but when you really look at that that for by means of a horse woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. when you look at the even the situation like we're talking about Father's Day, and you know these people that are gonna go out here and celebrate this day and really not understand that it has nothing to do with honoring your father or Mother's Day doesn't have anything to do with really honoring your mother. It's just a holiday that was basically created to continue their idol worship, which the U.S. Mm -hmm. continued over here, and so forth and so on. But when you look at that aspect of a, a horse woman bringing a man to a piece of bread, Look at the situations with these guys that's out here sleeping with these women And mm-hmm. sleeping with whorish women So they're sleeping with three or four different women And all of these women have this man, or this one man Or these different men that they're sleeping with on child support So you might have one woman that has four baby daddies Collecting four different child support checks Or one man that has four baby mamas having his checks split five different ways Four different ways. And what you're looking at is that's a man being brought to a piece of bread. So you imagine someone that's making $50,000 a year, which is something that you could survive on. That should be about what? A good 4000 take home a month. But because you was an old whore monitor, you don't keep the commandments. There was no honoring of your father because most most likely your father didn't teach you the commandments on what it is on how to deal with women, so you go out there and you follow his same pattern, and you got a whole bunch of seed laying around the city. So now what happens? Right. You're bought to a piece of bread. You're bought to nothing. So you're earning fifty thousand a a a year. You should be bringing home four thousand every every month, but your take home pay is like a thousand after child support gets through with you. You're bought to.